I've heard, I've heard and seen a few of the quote unquote experts make claims that strength training for runners isn't necessary, or all you really need to do is do 10 sit-ups every once in a while. Ridiculous. Episode 718 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, strength training for runners, FAQs, volume two. Hey guys, so uh, today we continue our little uh, series here. I don't know how long it's going to go, but this is part two, the second volume of uh, the strength training for runners uh, kind of frequently asked questions, or today maybe it's frequently busted myths. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But um, the, the way this series came about, in case you're uh, new to the show, is that uh, I have a, a post in the Facebook group. It's it's pinned or tagged or whatever whatever the heck Facebook calls it these days, uh, where I'm always looking for suggestions for good quick tip topics, for good ideas of things to talk about uh, that, that y'all are actually interested in, that, that y'all are maybe struggling with or unsure about or hearing conflicting reports about, and you want me to to weigh in. And that's kind of where this uh, series started. Lots of, of questions. I mean, I've always been getting lots of questions about strength training and uh, got a, a bunch of good ones. Uh, so I've, I've kind of been... The plan, the loose plan, is to every month or so for, uh, I don't know, four months, five months, six months, however long it takes uh, to, to do, you know, kind of one one quick tip FAQ uh, episode when it relates to strength training. So covering different angles of strength training. If you missed the first one, it's back in your feed, episode 703 uh, from, from last month, somewhere in March. I don't remember the exact date, but it's been about four or five weeks since then. So I figured it was time to uh, to go around and, and tackle some more strength training questions slash myths and try to uh, clear up maybe some misinformation that is out there. So that's what we're doing today. But the reason I brought that up is if you ever have, like I said, if you ever have anything that you want me to do quick tip wise, head over to the Facebook group, disruns.com slash Facebook. If you haven't joined already, come join it, come hang out with us and uh, find that post. Like I said, it's in the the tagged posts or whatever it is there in the top, right at the top of the group. Um, There's a, there's a, a post there. And just type in your your uh, suggestion or your topic in the comments there, and you know I'm not going to promise to get to it the next day, but that's that's where I've been pulling a lot of my uh, quick tips from from the last I don't know six weeks or so since that post was created have pretty much all come from that group. So suggestions are very much appreciated. So today uh, diving in, like I said, to some some common strength training myths. So. There's lots of things that we've we've all probably heard about strength training, and uh, you know, just because somebody says it doesn't mean it's true. It certainly doesn't mean that it's not true. Uh, there's there's lots of good information out there. I, I hope that the information that I provide is is good information. Um, but you know, we we need to to recognize that sometimes there are things, uh, especially in running. But I mean, this this applies everywhere. There are things that kind of take on a life of their own. They, they become kind of legend. They become, you know, these, these myths that, that go on. And then you start to break them down or, if you know, it, somebody starts to break them down and you recognize that there's really no substance to this myth. Um, obviously, if you've ever seen Mythbusters, you know, that that's kind of the, the whole premise of that show, uh, which is I was a huge fan of Mythbusters. And so that's kind of what I'm what I'm doing today, channeling my my inner Jamie, my inner Adam um, and, uh, and and trying to bust a few running myths for you or strength training myths that relate to us as runners in today's running FAQ. So I've got three myths that I'm going to try to, to break, dispel, whatever you want to call it today. And I uh, hope that this that gives you a little bit of 
um, peace of mind that either that, that what you're doing is right or that, Hey, maybe, maybe I need to reexamine this and, and go a little different, different direction. So myth number one in no particular order is, uh, the idea that by doing some strength training, by doing too much strength training, that you are going to become either, uh, so muscle bound, you're going to pack on so much muscle mass that you're not going to be able to move anymore, or that you're just going to, you're going to bulk up. You're going to add so much muscle that it makes you heavier. And you know, for, for a lot of us, for runners, um, not, not saying that weight loss is always the priority, but you know, the, the less weight you're carrying around, if, if your goals are to get, to get faster, to run farther, to decrease the wear and tear in your body, some weight loss can be beneficial in that, in that process. So, you know, that, but that's a common fear, either going to gain weight. Cause I'm going to pack on all this muscle. And we all know that muscle is, is heavier than, than fat, which is a little bit of a misnomer. It's denser, um, which, which whatever that, that is what it is that that's true. Um, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to gain, I'm going to gain weight. And it's going to be too much muscle. That's not true. That is not true. That's not going to happen. If you, if you tune me off at this point, press stop on your, on your player and don't ever come back to this, this episode, you'll have heard the most important thing that I can tell you about strength training is that you're not going to gain a bunch of mass. You're not going to gain a bunch of size. You're not going to gain a bunch of weight. You're not going to become muscle bound all bodybuilder esque because you start doing strength training. Why? Why is that true? Well, there's, there's a few reasons that it's true. Um, but the, the, maybe the most basic, which is typically also the, the, the one that gets overlooked, but it's maybe the most valid is that you, you don't pack on a lot of muscle mass by accident. You're not, you're not going to bulk up simply by doing a couple days of, of strength training each week. Why? Well, because you know, bodybuilders, they're lifting weights a lot. They're lifting weights every day. They're doing multiple, multiple, multiple sets, doing multiple different types of exercises on the same body part. So they're really stressing the, the, the tissues. They're tearing the tissues that are building back up and, and getting stronger, adding more fibers to get stronger. But the other thing that they're doing that we might forget about or might be easy to overlook is that they're also taking in tons of calories. Okay. You don't, you don't pack on a bunch of muscle if you're not eating to pack on a bunch of muscle. When, when, when lifters are in a bulk phase, they are eating thousands of calories a day. You know, certainly five, eight, five, 500, 800, a thousand calories more than they're burning because in order to create more muscle, in order to increase the size of the muscle fibers, our bodies need more calories to do that. So if you're not dramatically increasing your intake, you're not going to gain a bunch of muscle mass. You're not going to gain a bunch of size. It's just not, it, physiologically, it's not going to happen. You're not giving your body the fuel it needs to, to increase mass. It's not going to increase mass. Now you're still going to get stronger. You're still going to benefit from it. But you're not, you don't have to worry about adding a bunch of mass. Now, the, the argument, some of you might be saying this, Diz, what about, you know, I've got, I've got a little extra body fat on me. I've got, I've got a, few, uh, a few extra thousand calories of, of stored body fat here, which we all do. Won't my body use some of that body fat to make some more muscle to then make me gain, gain muscle weight? Well, I mean, maybe. All right. Maybe your body is going to burn a little bit of extra fat, extra stored body fat that you have and convert that into some, some new lean muscle mass. 
Maybe. Are you going to add, you know, huge amounts of, of muscle mass that way? Are you going to add inches upon inches to your biceps, to your quads, to your chest, to, to whatever, to the different parts of your body? Are your muscles going to just get swole? No. No. You, 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 that's just not going to happen. And the other thing about, well, isn't that going to make me gain weight? No. No, because you're burning, you're burning fat calories. You're, you're decreasing fat to add muscle. So you might, might, might add a little bit of muscle, but it's not going to make you weigh anymore. It might change the way your clothes fit a little bit. It might change the way you look naked a little bit, but you're not going to be gaining weight from that unless you're eating more or unless you cut way back on your running. So you're not burning as much. Okay. But when it comes to gaining muscle, increasing the amount of muscle mass on your body, it won't happen if you're not eating, if you're not eating a lot. So don't worry about adding a bunch of mass. Don't, don't freak out and think, well, gosh, if I start, if I start lifting weights, I'm going to become all muscle bound. It's not going to happen. I don't know how that myth continues to perpetuate, but it does. So please stop the spread of that. You hear somebody talking about that. Now you can tell them not, not if you're not, you know, you're not going to gain a bunch of size. You're not going to gain a bunch of mass. If you're not eating a bunch of extra calories, it's just how, how the body works. Okay. Myth number two that we're going to bust today as it relates to strength training, the idea that low weights and high reps is the best method of strength training for endurance runners. Now to be clear, I know I've said this before, low reps, high or or, uh, low weights, high reps is good. It is good. It is beneficial. Is it the best? Eh, I don't know. Not necessarily, not necessarily high, high weight or high resistance, heavy resistance strength training is definitely valuable for us as runners. Is it a requirement? No. If you don't have access to a bunch of weights, to a bunch of, of equipment, to heavy stuff, or you're not comfortable doing it safely, then low weights, body weight, resistance bands, all those things are great. But let me break this down a little bit more to, to maybe make it a little bit more clear why why maybe getting some some heavy weight, some heavy resistance strength training in, if you have the ability to do it, if you have access to the, those opportunities, why that might be something that you should consider mixing in at least once in a while. It's not because it's not all or nothing. It's not like you should only lift heavy. You can lift heavy, you can lift light, you can do a little bit of both. It's okay. But here's what happens when we lift weights, when we strength train, when we do anything, really when we do anything that's harder. I mean, it's the same thing with, with running. When you first start running, all of the changes, the adaptations that your body makes from strength training, from swimming, from cycling, from running, from anything, the initial phase of four to six weeks, something like that, not, not that the time frame really matters that much. It's all between your ears. It's all neuromuscular, meaning your body is used to using the least amount of, of muscle tissue possible to perform a certain task, all right? Because our bodies try to be efficient. They try to, to, to make sure that there's energy in reserve for like fight or flight situations, for life and death situations. So we don't want to burn any more energy than necessary to do daily mundane tasks or to go for our easy little run because what if a saber tooth tiger jumps out at us and now we've got, now we've got to haul ass, Well, we need to be able to, to fire and go to try to stay alive. So when it comes to, to doing anything physical, when it comes to strength training, for example, your body's going to use the least amount of muscle tissue 
possible to get the job done. And that signal starts in your brain, travels down your, your nervous system, down, down your spinal cord, to your legs, to your arms, to wherever it is that you're doing the strength training. When you increase the amount of resistance that you're lifting or the number of reps that you're doing or whatever, when, when there's a heavier burden than what your body can comfortably handle, the first changes that happen are not that you grow new muscles or not that your muscles get bigger or stronger or things like that. It's that your brain senses that, oh, using 20% of whatever, we'll say glutes, using 20% of our glutes doesn't work enough to, to do this, this exercise or to run up this hill. Let's try using 30% of our glute strength. Let's try activating 50% of our glute muscular tissue. All right, so your, your brain literally adapts and says, oh, we need, to, we, need to, we need to fire this a bit harder. We need to fire this a bit stronger. We need to, to, to put a little bit more, uh, little bit more elect- literally, electricity through our bodies to make that muscle work, to do the job, to, to do what we're asking it to do. So the heavier weights you're lifting, the more your body has to fire all of the, the, the tissue available, all of the muscles available to do that particular job. So doing some heavier weights, doing some heavier squats, doing some, some weighted lunges, getting on, on some machines or getting some free weights, whatever. Those things are going to require your body to recruit more muscle fibers to do the job. Now, how does that help us as runners? Well, if you're, if our bodies are, are able to more, you know, just like, let me back up. Just like anything that gets repeated over time, it becomes a little bit easier. You know, just like just like the the little uh, drops of water over hundreds of thousands of millions of years carved out the Grand Canyon through through layer and layer and layer of of rock and sediment and sand through Arizona. The water just kept slowly but surely chipping away, and now there's this huge Grand Canyon that's there. Similarly, the more often and more consistently that our our neuromuscular channels are, are fired, are, are, are driven that we have to contract more of the muscle to do the job. The, the, the more ingrained that channel becomes, the deeper that channel becomes. So now, you know, talking about glutes earlier, the more, the more our bodies are going, wow, we've got to, we've got to fire those glutes to make them work. Now on race day or now in training, when you're running, your, your body is more able to, maybe it starts off with just using 10% of your glutes to keep you, keep you upright and keep you going. But as that 10% starts to fatigue, it's a lot easier for your body to go, oh yeah, fire, fire, fire 30 in the hole, fire 40 in the hole. Pretty soon there's 50% of your, your tissues being used, 60% of your tissues being used. And so it, it, that's, that's where the muscular endurance comes from. That's where the improvement and, and, uh, of inform over the duration of the race comes from. It's from those neuromuscular channels that, that neuromuscular, um, functioning between your brain and your body to get the muscles to do what you want them to do. Does that happen when you use lower, um, lower amounts of resistance and do higher reps? Sure. Sure. But you can do all the body weight squats that you want and at some point, your body is probably not going to need to keep firing more and more tissue, recruiting more and more tissue to do the job. But put a put a fifty pound you know kettlebell in your hands between your legs and do those same squats, or or a barbell on your back, and do those same squats. And now there's a heavier load, there's a heavier resistance. Your body is going to need to fire a bit more 
to make those same squats happen. So again, am I saying that you should only lift heavy? Not at all. Am I saying that if you don't have a gym membership, you need to rush out and get one so that you can, you can have more access to, to heavier weights? Not at all. All right. Some strength training is always better than none. Always better than none. Lightweight strength training or, or light resistance strength training is very beneficial. Very beneficial. But this idea that I've heard before that, oh, you know, the runners should not lift heavy. It's not true. There's a lot of value to lifting heavy. There's a lot of value to lifting period or doing strength training period. May not be lifting weights, maybe just body weight stuff. That's great. All right. But don't, don't think that you can't or shouldn't lift heavy weights because it's absolutely beneficial to, to anyone, to just humans in general, to lift some heavy stuff once in a while. It is a good, good thing, runners or otherwise. Myth number three, one that I've tried to, to dispel countless times. Hopefully, you've, uh, you've caught on board with this one already, but strength training doesn't have to take a lot of time. All right, I, that's, that's another huge excuse. Oh, I mean, I, I would love to strength train, but I, I just don't have time for it. I don't make time for it. I've been guilty of making that excuse. So I know that some of you have been guilty of making that excuse as well. All right. And, and, and I know, I know better and I still make the excuse. I know that a good 10 minutes to 15 minutes, you can get after it in 10 or 15 minutes, even with no, no resist, you know, no ex- external weights using just your body weight. You can get a darn good workout in 10 or 15 minutes with just your body weight if you get after it, if you're not screwing around and resting between each, each exercise, but going kind of a circuit, going one exercise to the next, you can get after it pretty good. But what if, what, what if you don't have even 10 minutes? That's fine. That's cool too. You have a minute, right? You have probably, I, I, I will say definitely, I don't care who you are. I don't care how busy you are. I don't care how chaotic your life is. There are probably 10 probably 15, probably a lot more than that, individual minutes that you have throughout your day. Might be while you're standing at the stove waiting for the, the, you know, the, the kettle to boil. You've got a couple minutes there. It might be while you're, you know, waiting for uh, making a phone call, while you're, while you're paying a bill online, while you're wh- whatever. There's, there's plenty of individual minutes here and there throughout the day. While you turn the shower on, you wait for the water to warm up. There's a minute. Right? You've got all these little chunks, all these little one-minute chunks throughout the day. Do something with them. Do something with them. You don't have 10 minutes to string together. You certainly don't need 30 or 40 or 60 minutes. Although if you have it, great. You can get a great work. Obviously, you can get a great workout in a, in a bigger chunk of time. But if you have one minute, if you have 30 seconds, do 10 lunges. Do 15 squats. Drop down and do a plank. Do some, do some um, hip extensions. Do a bridge. Do some jumping jacks. Do some do some burpees. One minute here, one minute there. Get that 10 or 15 times a day, times four or five, six times a week. You could make a very strong argument that that is more valuable than one or than, than two or three 10-minute strength training workouts a, a, a week. Keep hitting different parts of your body. You're never going to stress your any, any one particular body part out that much. So you're probably not going to be that sore afterwards, even though you, you might have done... 50 squats one day, but you did, you know, you did 10 in one minute, five times spread out over a nine or 10 or 15 hour period. There's some value there. You know, if you remember back to my pull-up rule, my pull-ups for coffee, where 
I get my first cup of coffee per day for free. After that, if I want more coffee, I've got to do five pull-ups. The pull-up bar is in my, in my office door. I can't walk out my office without walking past the pull-up bar once I put it up there. Because, you know, it's one of those, those door frame ones. You can put it on, take it off as needed. All right, I put it up in the morning. Anytime I want to get more coffee, which, you know, happens four, five, six, seven times a day, I'm doing five pull-ups each time. All right, my, my upper back has probably never been stronger than it is right now. My upper back, my arms, my shoulders. Why? Because five days a week... Because on Saturday and Sunday, I, I allow myself free refills of coffee. I don't have to pay the piper for those. But the other five days a week, when I'm drinking several cups of coffee a day, I'm doing anywhere from 20 to 40 pull-ups each of those days, depending on how big of a coffee cup I get, exactly what time I start drinking the coffee, and how often I'm going out there to, to refill it, which, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's definitely four, five, six times a day. Times five, times five every week. I went from not doing a pull-up a week to probably on average, I do probably at least 100 pull-ups a week now. I can tell you firsthand that I'm stronger than I've ever been in the upper body. All right? I'm not swole. I don't have huge rippling back muscles. I can't, you know, flex them like crazy and make all these little muscles pop out of my, my back. I'm not gaining any weight this way. I'm not packing on all kinds of muscle mass. It's not taking a lot of time. It's not a big focused workout every day. It's 30 seconds or whatever, 25 seconds to do five pull-ups, grab my coffee cup, walk out to the kitchen, fill it up, come back and get back to work. You have 30 seconds or a minute several times throughout your day. Like I said, I don't care where you are. I don't care what your life is like. You've got that time. Use it. Use it. If you don't think you have time for strength training, you could not be more wrong. And if you're serious about improving your running, Strength training has got to be part of the part of the process. And that's maybe the final myth, the biggest myth that runners don't need to strength train. And that's just, that's just BS. I, I like to think that, that most people these days have recognized most coaches, most experts, most of the talking heads of, uh, you know, that, that runners believe in all the time. I think, I hope maybe I'm one of them, um, have recognized that strength training is important, but there's a few. I've heard, I've heard and seen a few of the quote unquote experts make claims that strength training for runners isn't necessary, or all you really need to do is do 10 sit-ups every once in a while. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. If you want to be a better runner, whatever that means to you, whatever your definition of better is, if you want that, if you want to increase your chances of being healthy, Increase your chances of not being injured, or I guess decrease, right? Decrease your chances of being injured. You want to improve your speed, improve your form, improve your endurance. You got to do some strength training. You got to, you got to, you got to make it happen. So, you know, if you're worried about blowing up and getting all kinds of muscle mass on your frame, stop. That's not true. It's not going to happen. If you think that all you should do is low weights well, high reps, that's a, there's nothing wrong with that. Do that, but mix in some, some heavier stuff once in a while. You know, that's, that's good for you too. And you think you need to have 30 or 40 minutes in a gym membership and all that kind of stuff? Stop. You can get a great workout at home using nothing but your body weight in 10 or 15 minutes. You can get a great workout at home in one minute chunks or at the office or anywhere you go, at the grocery store, at the, at the soccer field while your kids are pra- practicing. 
one minute increments, you can get a really good workout in that way as well. Especially the, the key, of course, with anything, but especially with these one minute increments, it's consistency. You got to keep doing it. You got to get several of those a day, every day. And it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. So that is it for volume two of strength training FAQ. What did you like? What stands out? What do you agree with? What do you have still more questions on? Let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. Dizruns at gmail.com is the email. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today. We've got a few, uh, a few GIFs, a couple of memes, some good things as always. Dizruns.com slash 718 will take you to the show notes for today. You can check that out. And while you're there, head on down to the comment section and leave your comments, feedbacks, takeaways, and additional questions there as well. So as we're, as we're wrapping up here, if you want some help with your training, whether it's strength training, whether it's running, uh, you know, training for the next race, whatever the case might be, disruns.com slash coaching is the link to my coaching information on the page. We've got uh, a few openings in the coterie, although that, that might be uh, closing up shop pretty soon for, for new clients there. Um, but definitely have some openings at the one-to-one level. Uh, definitely can always take on a, a training plan person, you know, for just training for one particular race. And one thing that, that I don't mention very often, but I think maybe might be the most valuable thing, especially for, you know, if, if the budget's tight, is the consult call. You know, you, it's not any long-term commitment. You literally sign in, you, you pay 20 bucks, you go schedule a call. And we jump on the phone for 20 or 30 minutes, whatever it takes to work through whatever issue you're dealing with. Try to give you some clarity, try to give you some advice, some, some peace of mind that you're either on the right track or maybe, hey, why don't you try this? Um, but I've got several people that have done those as a one-off and hopefully have, have helped them. And I've got a few folks that, you know, fairly regularly, whether it's every couple of weeks, whether it's every week in the lead up to a big race, whether it's every month or two, I can pretty much count on, hey, so-and-so is going to probably schedule a call. They do. We get on the phone. How have things been going? What's Where are you at right now? Here's what you, you, you should probably try to do going forward. Give them that peace of mind. And if that might be useful to you, you can get there from disruns.com slash coaching as well. So that is it for today. Hope this was helpful. The the strength training FAQ uh, saga or series or whatever you want to call it, it will continue sometime in the next month or so. So stay tuned. And like I said, if you have specific strength training questions that you would like me to address, let me know and we'll get those to the top of the queue for the next FAQ edition of Dizruns. I don't know why I said that of the strength training for runners series. So with that, we'll go ahead and put a bow on this thing. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did hit the share button on whatever device you're listening to this on right now and, and blast it out. You know, if you're in Facebook groups or, or Twitter chats or whatever, if there's people that you know that might benefit from learning a bit more about strength training for runners, go ahead and share this episode. Let the, let, let the, uh, let the, let the information flow to those who uh, would benefit from it. Um, and I think a lot of runners would benefit from more strength training information because uh, it's, it's important. It really is important. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the shares. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for all the love. Uh, and until next time, be well, take good care. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? See you.